This programme is funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee. Well, hello, my name is Justin Cosgrove with Claremorris No Name Club. Hi, I'm Ethan Jordan and I'm from Claremorris No Name Club. So I suppose the main functional basis or ethos of, of the organisation would be to have a safe space where young people can socialise without the added pressures of drugs or alcohol. Welcome to Acting Locally from Claremorris Community Radio. The show that connects you to the people and the stories behind the organisations working to make life in Clare Morris even better for everyone. So the, the No Name Club has been an organisation around Ireland uh, revolving around young people ever since about 1978, I think was the first year. Uh, they had their 40th anniversary in 2018, which I attended, so I suppose 78 would make 40 years. So they've been around since then. They started off around Kilkenny. They were founded, the club was founded by uh, three men, uh, Father Tom Murphy, um, Eamon Doyle and Eddie Kerr. Some, of you, some people might know him. As a, as a famous hurler. Uh, no, it's, that's beyond my forte now. Not good with the GAA. But I know him as being involved in the no name. And um, the, the three of them came together uh, around 1978 to establish the club to meet, I suppose, a need that wasn't there. Uh, and that was to provide a safe space for young people to socialise without the pressures uh, of drugs or alcohol. That's why the, the club was founded, basically, and it's uh, I suppose it's, it's grown a lot and developed uh, in the I suppose forty, what are we, forty-four years now, coming up forty-five years. Uh, ever since there is, uh, I suppose, in the last two years, obviously there's been a big change. Uh, I think we're just under about twenty clubs throughout the whole country. So what sprouted from one became into just under twenty, and then you had ourselves. And Justin will tell you a bit about when we came along on the yeah. forum. Well, Claire Morris, from my understanding, uh, came on in about uh, 2000, September, October 2000, um, and some of the adults who were involved in that, um, you would have had Sean Kenna, well-known, involved in CB here in Claire Morris, uh, Con Nolan, who would be uh, would have been a local guard in town, and so Father Fergal Canan, who was... Uh, either the PP or CC in Claire Morris at that time was also very much involved in the setup, and then you know the local people. You had um, Anne Whittle, Kevin Prendergast. You'd also um, one or two other, you know, younger adults as well. Uh, I know Emily Gallagher was somebody who was involved in it at the time, and got together, uh, sent out an invite to parents just to see whether there was an interest and. People came in, and I think the first year there was 20 to 22 host and hostesses involved in that year. And at this stage, uh, as Ethan says, like that—that that is over 20 years ago. Like even in that first year, there was a couple. I think uh, a Kieran Dowd and. Uh, uh, Angela Duggan who met at the No Name Club they've got married they've got kids since the 
the organization for us and for our point of view was as Ethan says, a place for people to get together and to meet. And the fact that it's been going on in Clermars for since 2000, we've had between 1,500 and 2,000 people going through. One of the things about Clermars is the fact you had Coleman's as a second level school for boys and the convent second level school for girls you know especially when uh, I know I was growing up and there were very few organisations in the town where we could get together meet up with girls just do it get to know them on a normal basis where as you know the pressure of going out meet people in a pub nightclub whatever that you're that was you know taken out, out of the equation entirely you're meeting them and you're getting involved in doing activities with them whether it would be um you know, like anything from, you know, talent shows uh, to uh, just doing events and going off to places, going to discos would be a, a very much part of the, the history of the club and commerce as well. You know, like alcohol-free discos and that's all part of uh, what was envisaged at the time and has been a great success ever since. So the club works uh, around here locally. We've always tended to market it at the TY bracket because that's the year, obviously, where young people would have freer time uh, and want to socialise. Uh, but the organisation does go from 15 to 18, uh, and around the country, you would have members that are still involved and they're doing their leaving cert. Um, they'd be the ones that we can't get rid of. <laughs> yeah. I, I was one of them. Um, but so you have people who come in at 15 uh, at junior certs if if they want. But around here we typically go at, at, at TY and you can have um, the three to four years in there uh, involved in the club. And um, I think it's a it's a good time because especially, I suppose, around here we go TY and from a lot of young people's perspective, that's a time where you're going to develop an awful lot. And the no-name club, it helps you develop not only, I suppose, in ways of uh, maturity, um, but it kind of lets you discover yourself a little bit and what the type of person you really are and allows you to engage with other people and develop in, in ways that you just couldn't imagine. It's not an adult-led environment we try and have it that it is very much that the teenagers take control and their initiatives we try and you know like put bring to the forefront that what they want to do and those events that are led by them is are, are often the best they're the most rewarding for us as adult leaders to see that these events are the ones that they just you know like they their enthusiasm and their drive and for us that that's more enjoyable than anything else, you know. Like that is sort of driven by an adult. It just there's a different tone, a different substance to it, and just works that little bit better, you know. Um, I suppose one big thing that I suppose our club became known for in in the last decade alone was when I was actually a member, we had um, an interest to have. I suppose a better way to explain this is that one of the pinnacle points of the organisation is the host and hostess year or the national ball 
which is a national event where all the clubs do come together. Uh, that has traditionally been held in Kilkenny, but this year was held in Port Leash for the first time, which was a nice little change in, in itself. Um, but because that was the, the pinnacle event in my year, we wanted to have maybe a sub-pinnacle event, if you, if you want to call it that way. And we organised a Valentine's Ball. Uh, for maybe more Western clubs that would, that would come along and some clubs from further away to come along as well. And that was a, a great thing that uh, Claremont has actually maintained in most of the years since then. So that's pretty much happened ever since 2013. Uh, and that's been held um, in the MacWilliam. And that's been a, a great actual evening. Um, you know, you'd have a chocolate fountain, you'd all get, get uh, boots on and dresses on and all that. Uh, and it's actually just been a great night where you'd have a, a three-course meal and a disco afterwards. Um, you know, it, it might sound simple, but when you're that age and, you know, you're in that environment that has no external pressures, you know, it's a great release to be to know that you kind of have that safe environment to be like, well, I can actually be myself in here without having to have any additional things to help me boost my confidence or anything and that's kind of what it's about that's one of the things now that, that Clemars has, has done in the last number of years um, as itself and that was, that's was that been a good success so far for, for other clubs to come together So I suppose the main functional basis or ethos of, of the organisation would be to have a safe space where young people can socialise without the added pressures of drugs or alcohol. Um, and that can happen in other different ways. And we're there to try and facilitate and aid their development through their formative years. I think also just going on from that, I suppose the less formal way of probably the, the real way where I think Ethan, myself and a lot of the adults would work it is just try and give them a, a bit of self-confidence. We're very lucky here in Clamaris that we, over the years, we've managed to have uh, our own space in regards to we have our centre here at the moment but over the years we were lucky enough that uh, for the first few years the Dalton Inn and Clamars provided a, a space free of charge for us to use and then after that um, James Patricia came down and um, Mount Street also had space before they did their uh, redevelopment of that, that they also provided for us and now we're very lucky to have our own clubhouse down um James Street across from the Bank of Ireland and um, Noel uh, um, uh, Reardon and his wife are very, you know, like, uh, are, have that space for us. Um, we have in there, we would have things like pool tables, foosball, you know, like a, a computer. But the main, every week, what is used most are the chairs. They sit around, they talk to one another, they interact with one another. And that is it. They grow their self-development and their, their self-confidence, the growth in that, you will see that over the weeks and months as they just go in, sit down, and they start chatting to one another. 
the young hosts and hostesses interacting, casual, having a bit of fun, laughter. That's what you hear, and that's you can just see them going, and and their self belief develops. They get used to maybe having jokes and making fun of one another and slagging and you know those little teenage conversations that I don't think we will ever really understand uh, in our uh, elder years at this stage now Ethan might still be have an idea of what they're going on but for myself I can safely say I don't a lot of the time but and they get used to us and they're coming in they start talking and being more open because at the very start as you can imagine they're like what's going on here and they're a bit quiet and they're not really talking back when you try and engage with them but you see it within a month month and a half and then suddenly they're they're away 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 to the races and that's when they'll be getting involved in the other events we have in the club that's when we'll hear their voice and that's what you want from the beginning of the year to hopefully by the end of the year every single one of them have in their own way found their voice found their confidence found their self-belief and if they can do that in the environment with us, that is something that they will carry on. It, school, work, everything that you know, like all of these little things are parts of the tools that will help them grow and develop. And, and particularly at this time, it's so important. COVID, the, the great disaster of COVID, to be quite truthful, was purely from the social development point of view of a, a quite a large group of people, especially of that age, who wouldn't have been at school. They would have been interacting through computer screens. They weren't meeting face-to-face. They weren't getting to know each other face-to-face. All of the things that we would have taken for granted, they were sort of unable to develop for two years, two and a half years. So anything we can do to encourage them now to, to go and to grasp it and to get involved is something that, you know, like is everyone should, should hope for and, and, and want to see, you know, like succeed. Well, as Justin said, I suppose, and it's very important to point out, uh, we're very lucky to have a clubhouse. You know, there are clubs, some of the other clubs that I mentioned earlier on, I referred to, um, they don't have clubhouses. We've been very fortunate now that through a lot of drive, hard work, and I suppose fortune uh, and goodwill from people that we've had uh, places to socialise and meet from the Dalton in the beginning, uh, I was very fortunate to have what is now known as the Canes facility uh, for the final year and then move into... Uh, what jo- Justin referred to as uh, Noel Reardon's uh, facility, uh, those would know it formerly, I suppose, the former mace or wedding shop. So in there you, you try to have two nights a week, um, which I suppose is uh, a commitment and, and good show to the volunteers that we have. Again, other clubs um, might only have one night throughout the week, 
but luckily we've, we've always tried to have two and they've always had good numbers every single night generally you know you'd come in you'd meet up you'd socialize we have a lot of things down there we do try to, to keep up on the tech side of things so a couple of uh, xboxes or what we now have playstations that came in but to be honest with you some of the mainstays have always been the pool cues even though they've been replaced every single year nearly uh, the pool tables uh, we got a very lovely donation of a table tennis uh, table a few years back uh, that does get used every now and then, air hockey. Just things, that I suppose, that have a social and, I suppose, minor competitive element to them. But it's always kind of friendly banter and friendly conversation that always develops from it. And it's just uh, activities that help stimulate conversation and just getting to know each other um, as well you'd have the odd cinema night in our club the television would be on as well the odd big football match be on or what's I suppose in the last number of years from things like I'm a Celebrity or Love Island you know when they're on you'd always have people crowding around the television to watch them uh, and they can always bring about both a lively conversation and debate shall we say <laughs> about who's on uh, but you know it's it's great crack when you are there because it, for them it's people their own age and um, th- there's, there's nothing better than that we, we try to we try to have uh, interclub activities we had one uh, while I was away with Bal yeah, uh, a little bit as well, uh, and Mount Bellio. Yeah, and one of the the big ones that I would have been involved in was uh, in about two thousand and seventeen. We actually went to Wales with New Ross. They have a club down there. That's where Father Tom, one of the founders, would have originated from. And we went down there. We had a nice day out ourselves in Dublin. We went down and socialised with them and had pizza. And the next day, we actually got the ferry over. Uh, to a theme park in Wales and we spent pretty much the entire day there uh, and they would have socialised among themselves that had done some of the activities around the theme park as individuals among the club you know but it was it was a great that was a great trip for getting an, an, a good inter-club relationship going uh, it's something that hopefully we might have again now in the future you never know if again it all depends on commitment I suppose one of the things as well that comes from being a member of the Noning Club is that you kind of, and it's a bit like TY, you always get out of it what you put in. So if you have that commitment from the very start and if the young people show signs and willingness that they these are the things that they want to, to do, then we as adults try to enable it. As, as Justin said, we're not there kind of leading it. If, if they want to lead it and drive it themselves, we'll help and facilitate in any way we can. And that's what we do every night down at the youth centre. We're just opening it. And that's what we do with the various activities throughout the year. If they express a willingness, then, then we'll do our best to make it happen. You're listening to Acting Locally on Clare Morris Community Radio. If your local group or organisation would like to be featured on the programme, get in touch with the station. Hi, this is Justin Cosgrove from Clare Morris No Name Club. Hi, I'm Ethan Jordan from Clare Morris No Name Club. For ourselves, like, 
like we have good ideas to the activities they do within Transier themselves. And we just try and work around it. Like as uh, Ethan says, we would have our two nights a week. Um, normally uh, Monday, Thursday night, eight till ten are the normal hours for us for the for those two nights. And um, like we would have, we would know in the year like let's say on an annual basis we would have two or three main events that we would be aiming at we would have a year-end ball that would be penciled in at the very start of the year we would aim towards that that would be a competition host and hostess of the year we're very lucky that currently uh elvira jordan um representing claire morris is the current national hostess of the year she won it last year down in port leash um and uh we had a bus of you know 48 49 uh, went we were very lucky to have that many to go to the national event last year like um, we would also have uh, a talent show that takes place both at regional and national level uh, the regional one normally takes place over in Ballinrobe and then national takes place down in uh, Limerick and we're, we've been very lucky over the years um, one of our stalwarts in relation to the adult volunteers um uh, Michael Gilfoyle, uh, who is has always been uh, probably front and centre in regards to that, and uh, hopefully we, we we have him back. He's not well at the moment, but hopefully we have him back to lead us uh, going down there again. And I think four years ago we, he brought down a group, and they won five All Irelands uh, in events from dance to uh, musical instruments to uh, singing to a cameo to a sketch they had done, like. For us, those are the events that we would work with them for weeks, maybe on Tuesday night, Wednesday night. We've always been lucky that the Dalton would offer us a space for us to do rehearsals with that, from that one point of view. And people would go and they would put themselves forward. They would go out and put themselves on the stage and, like, for themselves, that development where they may go from the quiet, non-voice of the start of the year to in February that they're willing to stand up on a stage in Ballinrobe in front of their peers from Claremars and also their peers from other court, other uh, centres throughout uh, Connacht is, you know, it's amazing to see and, you know, th- those are other little things but we do things like sleepathons would be another thing that Ethan would be uh, qu- uh, very much uh, a fan of over the year. He would get, get them in and uh, I'll let him talk about that, you know. Yeah, I suppose the the way of Catan is good crack. Um, we we've uh, we've done that now. Whenever we get the chance, just to just to stay up all night. It's a long night, um, but it's always great crack. It's always great fun, and we do try to do it uh, as a way to help raise funds, both I suppose for ourselves and a local cause whenever we can. So one of the last ones that we would have done would have uh, gone towards motor neurons disease, uh, which I suppose is a great cause in itself, as is every cause. Uh, but it's a it's a nice way to try raise money, but also a great opportunity for them to have a bit of fun for a long period of time, just all together. And you'd be doing various things to try and stay awake throughout the throughout the night. You'd have a couple of people dropping off every now and then, but an old fog horn every now and then keeps them nice and lively and awake. <laughs> um, but the last time round, we did movie marathons, plenty of games going, plenty of games of pool, bits of popcorn. Pizza and chips are always a big winner as well when you're about to fade off at midnight. Um, so listen, they're good crack in itself as well. Uh, 
well, how we how we raise funds um, at the moment, we would have a membership fee for them uh, at the beginning of the year. I think this year it's going to be uh, eighty euros. With that, they would get pay. Uh, for the 80 euros, they will get uh, a hoodie, you know, a Club Arsenal Club hoodie, and then the remainder would go towards uh, the centre. And when you think that there would be in in the club two nights a week for uh, 30, 34, 35 nights of the year that the club, you know, might work out at maybe one euro a night, if even for them, for that facility, it's not really that cost. The rest of it depends on uh, we, there are grants that we we do avail of, um, both through head office and through uh, you know other national organisations, but a lot of it is down to the goodness of people who you know donate to the club, etc. You know, we have been very lucky over the years in regards to people's uh, willingness to help us out over the years, whether they have donated. Uh, items to the club over the years, uh, whether they have given even given up their times, like all of these uh, things that we talk of, the biggest donation we get every year is the time of the adult volunteers who are involved in the club, and it is so difficult for anyone who is involved in any club to be able to make a commitment year on year to the clubs, and um, particularly, I would honestly say the likes of Sean Kenna. Kevin Prendergast, uh, Con Nolan, those three people have been involved in the club since it, its very first iteration and are still involved in the club to this day. And like for us, uh, the latecomers uh, in, in myself, like Ethan has been involved with the club since he went in there himself, but I, I'm only involved in the club in the last four or five years. It really is inspirational to see the willingness and the time that the, all those people have put into the club and all the people who have been in the club now and who are before who have given their, their time over the years, like, that is what the club is about. For us at the moment, uh, one of the, the things we'll sit, be sitting down now and that is one thing we will be hoping for people will donate this year more than anything else is maybe their time to help the club, to help us uh, keep the doors open because... We would require at least two out of volunteers every, you know, Monday, Thursday night. And that, as, as we said, you know, like, that is a commitment. You might require one person to donate one night a month. But if you've, you know, if you have enough people around, that's 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 nothing at all. Two hours in a month isn't a, a huge donation, you know, like for the, the benefits, you know, I think it brings. You know? One of the most recent challenges we had to face, and I, I believe we, we did quite well with, was even last year through lockdown, as we have said from the very beginning, the uh, the club is about the social aspect, people in, in getting involved, interacting with one another. And up until February of this year, that was something that was just impossible for last year's crew coming in. And at the start of the year, we just met them. We decided on a Thursday night we would just meet outside of the clubhouse and go for a walk up to the convent on around and back in into town again it's about a five kilometer walk and you would imagine if you were to say to a bunch of teenagers of 15 16 17 do you want to go for a walk especially when half of them are girls who are going back to the school where they would have finished uh, studying in a couple of hours earlier they might have said no way and that might have been the polite answer but they took to it 
so enthusiastically. We had a wonderful time and we had a great take up. We would have had 30 to 45 people on a night going for a walk and I'm sure a lot of people in the town would have seen us on a Thursday night a bunch of teenagers going for a walk on a Thursday night you know in the winter in the darkness of winter and but it was all about them for getting to know each other chatting and and just there was nothing else around for them and once they had that they they grasped with 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 enthusiasm and truthfully it's something that if the weather is good this year, we will may tr- we may try and do once or twice as uh, an alternative event this year because I I would be very much surprised if they're willing to do it every Thursday night going forward. <laughs> yeah, it was a, I suppose a nice strange interaction, but it was something good to get them out on, and I suppose maybe some people around the town may have seen a couple of bananas walking around the town at Halloween, <laughs> so uh, it was always a, a nice little fun engaging way to to get them out and about and get them introduced to this year. I think one long-term event that we sort of half mentioned would be uh, Ethan was very good last year. He was involved with um, on a national level um, the Eco UNESCO. It's an environmental um, thing that takes place every year, and uh, Clamarsnow Name Club ha- have been involved in that over the last two or three years. And we were hoping to do something in association with uh, Clamarsnow Menchad and uh, the. Uh, down at the uh, the new Mayfield uh, Loop Walk, the Mayfield Parks at Clamars Parks, and this is something we're hopefully looking forward. If we manage to get um, commitment, if we manage to get things organised, and all of these things, as we said before, depend on having adult volunteers willing to be able to give up their time. But we'd hope to do maybe something that would be over a multi-year thing, like you know, tree planting or something like that. For, which would be something for the community where um, we planted a few trees there two or three years ago and the it was a small thing that we did on the day where we went out, planted, you know, like 20 or 30 trees down in, in Clamars Park, in the Man Park. And, but the feedback, the enjoyment, the hosts and hostesses got from that, the fact they were putting something that they would go, walk back in, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, maybe with their kids or whatever, then say, oh yeah, I planted that tree or whatever. It was a small thing, but the feedback and the excitement they got in doing that, and hopefully we will, we will be looking to try maybe do another, maybe a larger project on, on that scale going forward. That may, may even take uh, a year, two years, three years, where we'd have people maybe coming back, and, and as we say, as Ethan says, develop their leading, leadership skills, where they will be the ones who would be involved in bringing the next group of young ones themselves and handing a project over. So that would be something we would hope to do, but like everything, it would depend on whether or not we manage to uh, get the right people to help us move the project on. At the moment, we would have about 14 uh, volunteers who would have been involved through last year and who we would hope to have involved this year through although the time that all of those people will be able to donate we're not 100% sure on yet we were definitely looking for more volunteers we always are 
and uh, the best person to contact will be uh, Con Nolan here in Claremorris. Um, but Con, Con has been, as I say, probably the, the, the mainstay in the club for a long time, both themselves, Sean, Kevin, and but Con has always been so good in regard. He's at the moment he does um, the guard the vetting that all all clubs require, you know. Like so, he he's he's our he's he's our man in charge of all of that, you know. And I suppose as well for any more uh, techie people, you can always try and reach out to the Facebook page or the Instagram. We do try and attend to our DMs and PMs as much as possible. Uh, so if there's anyone interested out there they can always hit up we've a, a great volunteer Yasmin she does monitor our Instagram and Facebook like a hawk uh, thankfully uh, it saves me having to do it all the time uh, but I mean if anyone is always interested regardless of what it has to do whether they want to volunteer or want to know more information or get involved they can always contact via the Facebook uh, messenger or the Instagram with the LDM Claire Morris No Name Club if you uh, both go onto Facebook and search that or Instagram and search that you'll find us and Twitter as well, I believe. Or Twitter as well, yes, we are. But <laughs> I think you have a better chance of getting an old message in from Facebook or Instagram, to be honest. This is Justin Cosgrove from Claremars No Name Club. I'm Ethan Jordan from Claremars No Name Club. You've been listening to Acting Locally from Claremorris Community Radio. For more information on the groups and organisations featured in the show, get in touch with the station. This programme was funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee.